Yeah, I I can't stand all of those the bullshit fucking gimmicks from the 90s. Holographic covers. Like the fucking I'm pretty the, sure I have a polybagged X-Force <laughs> 1. I still have I still have a polybagged Death of Superman oh, like Oh man. You know what the worst was was when Image did that fast forward thing. I guess Chew's doing it again. That shit is so lame. Oh god. Fast forward I, by how much? Like a year? Really? Jesus. Uh, who could follow that? Well spunked. Have you not been hearing me? Oh man, the goon! Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. Sorry the neurons aren't firing today. Yes, it is. Exactly. Cleanses the palate with zombies. Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. Did I just have a stroke? That's a valuable misprint, sir. And now, your hosts, Luke Matthews. My solution to every problem is blah, 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 deus ex machina, blah, 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 blah. And Bean. No. I would be <laughs> there. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Joel Simon. It starts off and is like, okay, yeah, these guys are detectives. And they're like, who, who killed Wonder Woman? I mean, Retro Girl. And, <laughs> and then shit gets real. And Andy Padel. Hey, Captain America, since you got sent back 50 years into the past, here's an idea. Write yourself a fucking letter. (laughs) Dear future me, don't go to the courthouse. Come on, don't you know any other songs like Camp Down Races? Sing this song, doo-dah, doo-dah. I don't even... uh, What? I don't even know how to respond to that. Are you saying Blazing Saddles wasn't good? No, Blazing Saddles is a great movie. Genuine Frontier Gibberish. Okay. There you go. I love that movie. Welcome, everybody, to episode six of the Trade Secrets podcast. I am your host, Luke Matthews, and I am joined by the Trade Secrets crew, Joel Simon. Gigawatts! It's electricity. Andy Padel. Brown chicken, brown cow. (laughs) We're we're just forgetting SUP now, Ann? Rim shot. Oh, God. Thank, hey. thank God we've developed a rapport on this show. Andy, Andy has sold my sup, so I have to go in other urban outlets. Apparently he didn't. Well, I know, but because we'll talk about that later. It's whatever. He's going to. Marvel's ever. I'm so fucking fried right now. Um. In this episode, we are going to be talking about uh, Kick-Ass. It is Mark Millar and John Romita Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we talk about Kick-Ass, we're going to, as we always do, we're going to be talking about what we're reading right now. Um, go ahead, Ann. I couldn't get enough of that palate-cleansing zombie goodness, so I went back <laughs> and uh, read some more of The Goon. Uh, I read Volume 5, Wicked Inclinations, which is issues 14 through 18, and... I, I, what can you say? What can you say about the goon? Like Eric Powell's artwork is awesome. Um, it, like it's so, so dumb, but so so great. I mean, yeah, poor man's Hellboy. I, I guess. I I mean, very similar content to Hellboy, but taking itself not at all seriously. I was going to say by I saying mean, like, poor man's Hellboy, you're implying that it is somehow worse, and I don't think that's true. I think really, it's better. Yeah. I think that the overall narrative of Hellboy is a lot better than The Goon. Well, okay. So it doesn't necessarily have plots. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the narrative isn't the point here. I, I'm reading a book. What's the arc? Arc. It's called 
goon. It's called the goon. It's more of a bounce off the wall thing (laughs) than an arc. I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I hear your warehouse on Crestwood is being ransacked by a bunch of tiny polka dotted clowns. See, that's, that's that's so much more like it's you're, poetry. You're, you're, you're ad-libbing right there. You're like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Punch in face. <laughs> no, 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 but that's the thing. The dialogue cracks me up in these books because it's like it's it's out there and dorky and he actually had this whole really meta issue where he was talking about an issue that he and Dark Horse kind of had second thoughts about because they were getting lambasted by some conservative um, <laughs> I know right uh, the issue being in question being uh, Satan's Satan's sodomy baby is the title of the book and he's awesome. like don't worry Satan's sodomy baby is still is still going to happen however it's, it's gonna wait but throughout throughout this the issue um What's his face? The sidekick has uh, has a copy of Satan, "Beware Satan's Sodomy Baby" and keeps reading it and like being really appalled and shocked and like, how do you suppose someone would do that with a forklift and a couple of gallons of oil? Involves a beanie cap, <laughs> two llamas, <laughs> a sling. Right. A swing. I mean, it's like the it's like the Pinky in the Brain style cheap mm-hmm. cheap laughs. But whatever, I'll take cheap laughs. Yeah. I like them. Yeah. Um, I'll plug a web comic since. I guess I'm doing that. Mm. <laughs> um, at, and it, it's somewhat relevant because it, I picked up at Emerald City Comic Con, I picked up um, uh, Machine of Death, which is edited by David Melky, who has an explanation, exclamation point, thus the Melky. Ah. Um, is it like Megatron? Yeah, yeah, same, same deal. Um, but he has a web co- comic called Wondermark, which is kind of like cobbled together images in the same way that um, to Mary to the Sea does. That means nothing to no one. That means nothing to me at all. Damn, okay. I've never heard <laughs> of what you're talking Either about. Either of those things. But uh, it's it, it looks like cut up magazine illustrations from the 1800s, pastiched Fuck back together. Collages. With, <laughs> <laughs> Love me because I'm collages. David Mack. I mean, no, no. This is like... At some point in the run of our show, you're going to talk about something relevant, right? In theory. It's somewhere. Like I mean, it we're in episode relevant six to what? right now, and you, you, you don't I... love collages and <laughs> pastiches and things. I don't know. Maybe I'll get like on a rant about story structure or something. That's useful, right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> point is, Diana's <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got I got at least twenty one more episodes in me before that happens. So <laughs> I'm a betting man that says no. Uh, oh. <laughs> anyway, point is, Wondermark, it's funny. <coughs> if you like things that are funny, you should look at it. It's newspaper style, so it's like a daily strip of cheap laughs. That is my theme of this show, is cheap laughs. Moving on. I've been reading uh, I've been reading Sixth Gun still. God, that book is so good. It's so good. Who knows how long it'll last, though. Yeah. Unlike Zombie, on the other hand. Zombie... Uh, is fucking spectacular, John. Uh, John, shit. John uh, shit. Rosam. <laughs> John, John Rosam's writing in that book is amazing. The artwork is spectacular. I know I've talked about it a couple of times before, but man, that that book has got a long life ahead of it. Uh, it's so good. It is so. It, it they couldn't. DC could not possibly do anything to get rid of that book. They would have to like. They would have to scrap their entire fucking line to get rid of that book, like. Oh. Stranger things have happened. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine what it would be like if they just just like fuck it, said fuck it, scrapped everything? That would just be like, the worst 
idea uh, possible. Like, I mean, they've already rebooted the universe three times, four cheese. times, seven times. <laughs> crisis on Other Infinite Earths Part 2, The Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Yeah, don't they have a crisis every other year? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Biannual right. crisis. Well, when you've got several <laughs> Earths. Yeah. M- yeah. M- mild discomfort on some <laughs> Earths. <laughs> <laughs> mild discomfort in Nebraska. No. <laughs> mild discomfort in various Utah. <laughs> there you go. They're just going to scrap their whole line and they're going to be like. They're going to start breaking it down state by state, then city by city. Yep. Vaguely, vaguely bat themed hick from Arkansas. Has a headache. <laughs> Shit. Um, I, I, as usual, have been the uh, the IGN shit peddler uh, again. Um, I, I wrote a fucking phenomenal amount of reviews last uh, this last week for a bunch of books that are just fucking terrible. Like I, I reviewed six books, and and the biggest, the best score I gave was a six point five out of ten. The worst being for Tales from Neverland number one by Xenoscope. How the fuck does Xenoscope stay in business? Terribly written, awful artwork, cheesecake bullshit. They're a front for drug smuggling. Uh, (laughs) Would not surprise me at all. Because those books, uh, I mean, they have to be laced with something to get people to keep reading them. They're just, they're terrible. Just want to see someone light up one of those books and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the best use you could have gotten out of that thing. It would it would burn green, just like <laughs> it burns <laughs> like plaid. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how that happened, but yeah. Um, I read Super Dinosaur Number Two, which again was awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's the, called Super Dinosaur Number Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's like. XCOP. Oh, I guess you guys haven't read XCOP, but oh god, there we go. No, uh, Bad Gareth just finished uh, the. Um, it was Gotham City Siren, Spider Girl, Conan, Road of Kings. Conan Road of Kings was really disappointing because I liked the Conan books, and it was just like meh. Aww. Namer, the first mutant number ten. That book's what? already been canceled. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it, well ends, it ends on issue eleven. And, uh, uh, can uh, can I just? Can they just try to keep superheroes out of the water? <laughs> they have to. They, well, How the fuck are you swimming? <laughs> he can fly. Oh, well, he's he like Mario. Fly, he can't st- go in the water. He's got wings on yeah, his right. feet, doesn't he? Yeah. No, he can just fly. He's a mutant. No. Yeah. King of Atlantis. Okay. King of yeah, just a place that no one gives a shit exactly. about. You read Dark Rain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He beat the shit out of the Sentry. Yeah, that's true. No, he's tough and everything. He's he's a really tough, fast swimmer. <laughs> Good for with you. my powers, I'm like Greg Luganus squared with Greg Luganus. <laughs> I'll swim the shit out of that army. <laughs> I like this trend for for all of the superhero books to become really, really ordinary and boring. Right? Quick, now we're solve this financial crisis. Yeah. Right. What about you, Joel? What are you reading? Uh, I started reading Iron Man 2.0, which is the rebranding of War Machine because I, you know, I guess it was too violent being War Machine, so he turned another leaf. Was it your miniatures uh, that uh, got uh, angry at them and then sued them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sorry, we already have a game about that. No, it's and so that it's, might not be too far off the mark. Actually, it, it's entirely no, possible War, it could. War Machine's been, a, been around since the 70s. Oh yeah, he's been around for a while. So they just decided to take a and and I I've I followed the war machine during Luke, dark rain. Are you deflating? Yeah, no, he's building up his 
He's going Super Sweet. Saiyan here. Uh, correction! Me. Oh, no. Correction! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I read The Dark Reign and The Civil War, and, and so I was just carrying on with um, Adam Arthur Rhodes. It's, it's okay. Rhodey! It's good. Yeah, Rhodey. So, is this uh, as bad as the, the Max Universe one? Oh, the Max Universe War Machine? Yeah. They're... There's there is a Max Universe War Machine. Isn't that the one where uh, it's like basically they like well we like Deathlock and we like War Machine. Let's combine them together and take the guy and just sort of yeah. horribly maim him. So wrong. Because but, okay, don't get me started on maiming, maiming black characters. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that. Maimor. We'll just <laughs> we'll just move on. Andy, what are you reading? Well, I get to talk about one of my favorite things, which is Disgaea. And the reason I'm bringing Disgaea up is because there's a book called Gladstone's School for World Conquerors, which is fucking awesome. It uh, The first issue just came out, and it deals with a school for the kids of supervillains nice. and sort of how they interact with each other and whatnot. It's... I've I've heard about this book. I haven't read it, but it sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to... I'm like, I cannot... I'm going to read this book for years, and it's going to be... Awesome. Hopefully it lasts. I mean, hopefully it lasts at least as long as Zombie and... Uh, it's an ongoing? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. War and Mach- or Iron, Iron Man 2.0. 2. 2. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. It's a better version, 2.0. You can't exactly can't with that. I have confidence that my webcomic will last. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer dance. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know <laughs> what <laughs> just happened. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't really disclaiming anything, actually. Yeah, okay. No, still dancing. Um, Civil War. It's starting to heat up. It's interesting. I like it. I'm not sure where it's going, but yeah. I so don't care at all. I, not at all. Could not get. Could not possibly care less about a comic book that I care than than about uh, Civil War. I mean, unless unless Marvel does some other fucking giant event at some point. Like, wait a minute, Civil War? Are you talking about fucking Fear itself? Or Fear itself? Fuck. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm sitting here processing this for a minute. And I'm like, wait a minute, Civil War was like four years ago. Everything yeah. blends in together anymore. I still don't care. I don't care about Fear Itself. I don't care about the Hammers. I don't, I read the first two issues. I give a shit. Mm. Who knows what the fuck they're going to do next. They're probably going to do some fucking stupid super team fight thing or some you know, the Dude, whole world the will fall apart. Fantastic Four versus the West Coast there Avengers. There you go. Yes. Jesus Christ. Ooh. There's an event that I might read. F Fantastic Four versus West Coast Avengers. FF versus WCA. It's like it sounds like some sort of like Wrestling, wrestling like event, WWE. right? Exactly. <laughs> Here's the chair match. <laughs> in this corner, weighing in at seven hundred pounds, we've got the Rockman himself, Ben Grimm. <laughs> and the other corner we've got Dazzler? (laughs) (laughs) No, they're going to do an entire book of fights. Just, you know, various, like, Fantastic Four people versus West Coast Avengers. It'd be a great illustration. Isn't that what all of their events are anyway, is just big books of fights? Yeah. (laughs) Basically. Really. I think the chair chair match would be a little bit of a disadvantage for Invisible Woman, but... (laughs) Yes, that's fair. I can't imagine... Like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh yes, you can. That's why it's fear itself, fear itself has made me stop reading Marvel stuff. Basically, like I'm not reading the only the only Marvel book that I am still collecting is Mighty Thor, and that not not counting Icon, but like mainstream Marvel book is Mighty Thor, and 
even that I can't really read the fear itself issues because they don't make any fucking sense within the continuity of Mighty Thor. Yeah, like, because that's what I was wondering. If Mighty Thor multiple... plays right into Fear Itself uh, with all the hammers. Right. And Journey into Mystery and all that jazz, I think, is going to tie some of this stuff together. I hope. How many continuities does Marvel have running right now? Two. Okay. Two. Ultimate that's... and 616. Okay. Which will never, ever cross. Actually, Ultimate 616. And no, they then, have. Uh, 665. Yeah. No. They, Joe Quesada specifically said... The, these two universes will never cross, and if they do, uh, we have officially run out of ideas. That was his. That was his direct wow. quote about the Ultimate Universe. If these two universes ever cross, we have officially run out of ideas. Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Iceman and Firestar. So, <clears throat> uh, so for <laughs> for the last two weeks, we have been reading Mark Millar and John Romita Jr.'s Kick-Ass. Uh, it was released. Uh, it The individual issues came out between 2008 and 2010 uh, from Marvel Icon. And uh, it has been collected into a uh, into softcover and hardcover trades, um, and yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert: He doesn't neither choose gum nor takes names. <laughs> so, oh, wow. uh, and uh, he doesn't and, really do much of anything at all. <laughs> and an actual no. he gets his ass kicked. That's almost like. And an actual spoiler alert for the first time we you know, can remember to do one in the show. <laughs> we are going to talk about Kick-Ass and its plot points and the things that happen in the book. So if you haven't read it yet, go get it, read it, and then come back uh, and talk to us on the, or listen to the show. Unless you don't give a shit about spoilers, and then we'll, uh, then whatever. So anyway, um, <clears throat> I have multitudes of problems with this book. I uh, love this book so much. Then you go I, ahead and start, Andy. Because you're going to get about five sentences before I start interjecting. This is a love letter from Mark Millar to people who love comic books. It's a story about someone who is infatuated with comic books and takes that into the real world, and it's done excellently. You know, you know I, I think it's the exact opposite. <laughs> and? Um, I agree. I think... I I don't know if I quite have the warm fuzzy feeling that you have out of that, but it's had kind of a meta turn of like Kickass is the fanboy that wants to be a superhero and like tries really hard and more or less fails the whole time, but not exactly. He has just enough like success and popularity to keep him going, but he has examples of other fanboys turned superheroes that are like really effective and legit and if you take that one layer out i think mark millar is trying to be the fanboy turned superhero okay i can see that personally i don't think i think i think for this this is mark millar once again sticking a middle finger at his fans Mm-hmm. Really? Like, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're like, hey, you know what, you guys? You think you can go out there in the cool suits and fuck things up and, oh, you'll get hurt. But you know what? Fuck you. You're still not going to get what you want in the end. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I think that's my biggest problem with the book. And, and it's not – so on a on a slightly meta level, I see what you're talking about. I see that, you know, it's it's the whole the whole premise. You're, you're right. It's it's the comic book fan done good, right? And um, the – 
the biggest problem that I have with the book is that there isn't a single likable character in the entire book. And there are characters that start out likable and then ruin themselves halfway through. And that's typical Millar. What about his dad? Yeah. His dad's pretty consistently likable. Uh, actually, actually but he does kind of interracial dating, so he totally hates the dad too. Well, yeah, and you know, like <laughs> the the conversation, the conversation That's about a, a the the conversa- the whole conversation that happens because uh, he walks in while his dad is fucking this chick on on their couch. Like, mm. um, I don't know the dad. The dad's not an unlikable character, I guess, but the dad is also not any not around any focal point in the book at all. He's just kind of, he's very much just a side story. Which Um, was interesting because they could have made him more than that. Like, there's sort of the whole uh, coming out as a superhero thing, which is, you know, kind of awkwardly disguised with a coming out as gay thing. But mm -hmm. when he is pretending to be gay and talking to the girl about worrying about coming out, he's not really talking about anything real there. He's like, oh my God, I have to cover for this girl instead of being like, I can now express my real emotions about coming out as a superhero to my dad, which yeah. may or may not happen ever. I don't know. I, I, I may have misread that scene, but I thought I thought really good bones, and they had Millar had a lot more opportunity to do some pretty profound things that he didn't always take. Hmm. Oh, I don't want to look at this as like the super deep book. Like there's there's That's a fair. core there that it is, is called Kickass. Yeah, there's a, a core there I'm that not, has yeah. some really good concepts, but on top of that is you know, okay, this guy really wants to be a superhero, doesn't have powers, becomes a superhero. That is all I need out of this book, and it is awesome. And then when you bring in Hit Girl into the, the equation, who is a little fucking psychopath in an amazing way. Yeah, they needed her, or else he would have just died. <sighs> okay, Absolutely. so so that's so that's I guess where I'm gonna I'm gonna go with this. Like the, f- I agree that I don't I didn't need this book to be super deep. I didn't need it to have like this you know huge psychological undercurrent or anything like that. I just I. I need a character that I can feel okay following through this journey in the book. And uh, Dave Lazuski uh, paid five thousand dollars to have his name used for Dave Lazuski. Sure, wow, was was fine um, up until issue five. Issue five is where everything turns to shit. Which is that when the hit girl starts murdering everything? Nope, that's when Red Mist shows up. Okay, because oh. so pr- prior to this. Um, I like I like everything that happened prior to that because in in fact um, I read the book and watched the movie in the same day before this podcast uh, because I'm definitely going to make some comparisons to the movie um, up until that point uh, it's all the way up through um, you know he goes to the goes to the drug dealer's apartment and hit girl comes in and kills everybody and the shit shit goes down blah 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 um, all of that is is practically identical to the comic book in the movie like all that entire progression is almost identical the only difference was that they changed the the chick who um hires him in the in the comic book is just some random girl where in the movie they turned it into uh the girlfriend the the love interest katie um which I think is one of the best changes, by the way, because it actually gives that arc meaning in the movie, where in, in here, the only meaning that it had in here was as a deterrent to kick ass. It was like, this sh- bad shit went down, and it's going to make make him go, oh, fuck, I don't want to do this anymore. Now, this is where my problem lies. The first four issues of the comic book, he's 
He's a fairly likable character. He's doing it for the right reasons. He's like, I'm going to go out there and help people because why the fuck has nobody ever thought to do this before? Um, and I now I now have the opportunity to go do make a difference. Fuck right? a car. <laughs> and then he gets hit by a car, and then that almost discourages him. And then he's like, mm, nope, you know, I need to go out there and I need to help people. Goes out there, gets in the th- shit, and, and Hit Girl kills all the people, and then he's like, I, I can't be around this. And part of that is him realizing there's already people here doing this, so I don't need to be the stupid idiot that you know, gets in the way. And then Red Mist shows up. And when Red Mist shows up, his motivations completely change. He is no longer interested in helping people. He is pissed off that somebody else is taking his spotlight. So now we have a character that has turned into a typical Mark Millar asshole. He's like, oh, fuck this douchebag for taking all my fucking glory. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to take this shit. I'm going to kick that fucker's ass so that the glory's mine again. And it's not, you lose everything likable about Dave Lazuski goes right out the window in that one comic book. Although I think the seeds of that character change were really there with how, like, how much he becomes after the YouTube video, he like becomes obsessed with this persona mm. of kick ass. And it's like, while he does waffle in and out of, you know, so, being, being the superhero, I, f- I feel like the fame obsession started as soon as like he went from this high school, nobody to this like internet celebrity and was like, Oh my God, this is like crack. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm not going to entirely disagree, but maybe that's what, Maybe that still Maybe don't like beginning it. Beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you the character arc then becomes a good intention kid turns into a douche. Yep. And I'm and and that's what I didn't that's what I really didn't like about the comic book. You think he got saved book. at the end at all? Um Was there any undouching or like not douching? <laughs> was there any douching to get rid of the douche? <laughs> right. Did Was I, the douche douched out? Douchelery? I don't think I, I honestly don't think there was in the comic book. I think um, he got... He was more guilted into it than anything else in the comic version, uh, which I didn't like. I didn't feel was quite as prominent in the movie. In the movie, he was like, you know what, I... Um, you're right, I, I, gotta, I gotta do something about this. Uh, I don't know, I... So so here's where I'll, I'll go ahead and compare it to the movie. There's a, there's several things uh, that that make the characters shitty in this in this book to me. Um, one is is their motivations. Like every single character is an asshole. The f- fucking Katie turns out to be a fucking bitch in the in the comic book. Which like wait wait how is she a bitch? She are you said, kidding me? I, she sends him photos of her fucking another dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> It, so that's that's the was, big that's the that big major the end, yeah that's yeah. the big major change between the comic book and the movie um, is that in the comic book he gets the girl and which I thought made the second in the, the second, movie he gets the girl the second half of the second half of the comic book um, is all bad shit nothing good happens with the exception of killing uh, the the mobster it seems um, like that's kind of missing the like fourth act right. everything's well, sort of wait, okay again wait okay so i so he did get text from this katie chick right yeah but that's only after she realizes that he's lying to her the entire time no, to get I, into her panties by being a gay guy 
I, right? I, under, I understand this. And so she gets pissed off and like, you know what? Hey, here you go. Here's a whole bunch of text. So uh, that's a... That's she a had motivation. She definitely had motivation, okay. but the, that's the, the problem is that nothing... Like, I, I had, I had an, she did an issue that? that... Yeah. I had okay. an issue with the fact that absolutely nothing redeeming happens to anybody in this book. Yeah, that's, that's true, because Millar did. Everyone's because, violent you know, and shallow. If I was pissed off, this is what I'd do. I'd show him. I'd send all these pictures and yeah. texts of me, like, hey, this is what you could have had, but you messed... Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. He takes it to the extreme. And then, and then um, fucking Big Daddy is a fraud, Yeah, which I thought... Honestly, that it was way better in the movie than it was in the comic book because in the in the movie he's not a fraud. Okay. He actually was he actually was a cop, mm. and his wife actually did die. Mm. And he yes yes he did nut job things by taking his little daughter and teaching her how to be a fucking killer. Yeah. Um, not just a killer, a complete <laughs> sociopath. Right. Yes. Yeah. But um, in the comic book, you you find out that he's just he's a, he's a complete fraud. He's like he's he's funding his thing by selling old comic books. Yeah, he's um, he was an accountant, and he just and his wife is still alive. That was the thing that I didn't buy. Like I I had a moment right? where I was like, okay, I don't believe him. I think he's saying this to throw his daughter off the scent and like try to make her live a normal life. Like, right. But, but then I went through second phase when I saw the comic books and I'm like, okay, fine. He's really, really is this guy. And it makes sense in terms of the whole concept of the book because he's like the ultimate version of, of you know, when, of, when, Kick Ass, Ass when Kick Ass yeah. first uh, encounters him, he, you know, thinks he's like, oh crap, this is the real thing. And then I think it is an important character realization for him to be like, oh my God, he's just me, but, you know, with more experience and a family and psychosis. Um, well, the the problem that I, I guess yeah. the problem that I have with that is that um, uh, there's a lot of stuff that Hit Girl does that in the movie comes across more. F- I don't want to know. I don't know. If forgivable is the right word, but it, there's some of the some of the kind of disgust that is generated by thinking that her father is teaching her to do all this crap is lessened by the fact that her mother actually was killed. Um, sure. Whereas yeah. in the in the comic book, you just it seems like a really weird flavor of abuse. Yeah, and you no. you just end up like I ended up with this bad taste in my mouth about Big Daddy as a whole, and that poisoned the Hit Girl character for me too. So I didn't buy her transition back to the normal world. Like I'm glad they had the moment where she hospitalized the two dudes, but who were like trying to get her lunch money or whatnot. Mm. But I'm like realistically with her, like one she would have had to have some kind of reaction to the oh by the way your entire life is a lie. Yeah. And I didn't really see that reaction, so I was a little well, confused. The other, or like, the, oh, the, by the way, uh, your mother's alive. Like, okay, whoa! So, so this is major. this is where I messed up. So the big daddy, what was he? What was he running from in the comic books? He just freaked mm. out and decided his life was boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and decided he was going to give his little girl a big adventure. Yeah. Okay. So the, basically, that it was. So he wasn't really telling her a yarn. She was just too young to resist whatever he was doing. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. And, she and, bought into it and by the time she was a full blown killer, she was ten. Well, yeah, you can you can tell any kid that's four years old or five years old and they'll believe it. Sure. I hopefully. Uh um so Or unfortunately. On a on a <laughs> potentially smaller, like less I, I don't know. Uh, more superficial note, one of the reasons one of the reasons I didn't like this book after now this is the third time I've read it. Mm. And 
the first time I read it, I hated it. The second time I read it again because so many people told me that it was so awesome that I thought maybe I was getting something wrong. Mm-hmm. And I read it again and I still didn't like it. Yeah. I read it a third time and I still don't like it. And but I think one of the problems I know one of the problems that I have with the book is that, and this is this is the same problem that I've always had with Millar's writing. Every character speaks in the same voice. Every character, no matter what their age, mm. their background, no matter who they are, fucking hit girl, Dave Lazuski, so the mobsters, Dave Lazuski's friends, they all speak the same, they all speak in the same voice and they are completely indistinguishable. If this were not graphic fiction, I would not be able to tell the difference between the characters. You don't actually, let me see, uh, let me see your copy of the book real quick. Because there's a, there's I wanted a scene. the hit girl dialogue to be a little stronger. Like there's there are moments where something else shines through with her. Like the like that moment when she's like, "Can I have a hug? My daddy just got killed." Right. Like that. Well, I was an like, endearing moment after she kills fifteen people. But I'm like, I don't know. It was a confusing moment to me. I guess because I hadn't really heard her talk like a kid that much. Yeah. yeah. And I understand that this that's sort true. of like a stripping away of her. Outer wasp name. Well, yeah. Her hey, whole I'm going to read apart. some lines of dialogue. Um, Anne, who do you think said, uh, are you insane? Get the fuck out of here before the cops show up. It sounds like, I mean, it could be Kick-Ass in the early days, or it could be one of his... his. It's Red Mist. could be it's the Red Muggers. It, it's Hit Girl. So yeah. let, me, uh, let, me, let me go to another thing. I, I'm sort of backing up... Uh, Luke's point to a certain thing about oh, yeah. the voice. Like I love the book, but I don't I don't think it's deep. Yeah. No, it's not. There's there's he a scene in there where that? seriously? Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a there's she a scene. She is insane. She shouldn't give a shit about the cops. Well, and not to mention the fact that I mean on, on a Or at least be su- very pragmatic. On a superficial level, when I was in high school, like I I had a I had definitely had expletives in my speech every once mm-hmm. in a while, but I did not lace the word fuck into my speech nearly as much as I do now. <laughs> now <laughs> I I say I say fuck a lot now because it's in it just because it's ingrained. It's something that I use and as a modifier. Um, but I didn't in high school, and I don't necessarily like. I probably it's, said it's, fuck more in high school than I do now. Uh, I don't know. It's in it, maybe it's just maybe it's the typical thing where I can't see like tone of voice or anything like that. But when I read. Dave Lazuski's friends sitting in a comic shop lacing their speech with fucks and cunts. It sounds exactly like the mobsters that do it later. Whereas, enough for yeah. cunt. whereas, um, oh no! Remember, they tried to make their own swear word in there. Like that was funny. Blumpy. I thought tunk tunk. tunk. Oh, I can't believe how um, quick that. I mean, and that that moment was funny, but it did totally pull me out of the narrative. And I was like, really, Mark right. Millar? This yeah. is like that bit where you're like masturbating to Joss Whedon <laughs> at the beginning of the book. <laughs> um, the other, the, the um, but the thing is, watching the movie, and I, I'm going to do a lot of those comparisons because I thought the movie improved on the book in a lot of ways. Um, the speech patterns of the the kids sounded like, it sounded like high school students the way they swear. Hmm. It didn't sound like mobsters the way they swear. So which and it's a very different thing. But then something. The no, I think it's. I think it's something that's almost impossible to c- convey uh, in in a written form. Really? Like because two people lacing their speech with fucks and fuckers. Like y- you're not going to know the difference between somebody who's speaking 
who a mobster who's speaking about something bad that's happening and a kid hmm. who's speaking to his friends uh, in a maybe we need to read some more noir books or something yeah, because exactly. like i feel like mobsters say a lot of fucking uh, they no, have a, a specific a cadence no that's what i'm saying though is like i just maybe it's just maybe it's just millar's writing then yes. that you can't tell the fucking difference yes no, no you can't. at all yeah. and it's just him and that's that's part of what contributes to making all the characters feel like assholes, right? Like all the kids feel like assholes. It's like it doesn't matter. <sighs> that's yeah. right, Luke. All the kids feel like <laughs> all, assholes. All the kids, wow, feel like assholes. Oh, and so there's there's one scene that it totally plays into this. Luke is when they're smashing some mobster into a car com- compactor. So good, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gets smashed, and Hit Girl says, "What a fucking douche." What a fucking douche! And you know she says that in a comic book. She, I don't think she says fucking in the movie though. She's, I think she, she does say what a douche. Yes, but but it's it's not what a, it's what a, what a douche, what a douche, what a douche, what a douche. I bet I, you know, I bet I could read any line line of dialogue in that accent, and it would see you would yes. be able to tell. Let's see, let's see what. Let's get it. Let's okay. get a good so, good piece of kick ass dialogue here. Who the hell are you people? (laughs) Yeah. Motherfucker, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. (laughs) Asshole! Where the hell are you going, asshole? (laughs) Off the the phone, your lawyer? Hoping someone cares about your underprivileged childhood? I will shit on your dreams from this point forward. (laughs) I just want you both to know this. I, it's... 17 C's down this side anyway. You want to go back, I'll do it myself. You're fucking nuts, you know that? You should be in charge of the audiobook of this. Oh my god, please. Uh, it's amazing. Now, uh, oh, sorry. I heard a lot of noise and wanted to check that this was all, you know, consensual. <laughs> Read the girl's line. Read the girl's line in that voice. <laughs> <laughs> what? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, can Look, you also- I don't have time for this bullshit. Just give me my She-Hulk and Nova, please. I gotta get back to class. Um, there's, I, I really appreciated and thought it kind of set the whole tone for this book. The introduction, actually. Did you read that? Uh, I, I didn't read it this time. I read it a long time ago. I was hoping you'd but, get to the... I, I got Kevlar underneath my underoos. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Kevlar. I can't even do that accent, but... There you go. Um, the, what the hell am I doing hiding from you? You're a fucking asshole with a stick, for Christ's sake. So, <laughs> I think wow. you've discovered the essence of Mark Millar. I, oh I boiled down he Mark wants, Millar's writing style into an accent. That, that's totally it. He wants to be Jersey Shore. Actually, it's the most stupid thing I ever saw. Red Mist is graded in kick ass. What are you, man? 10? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, he thinks all New York she is She is, like actually. That. Yeah, yeah. Right? Everybody, in the, everybody in this book is Tony Danza. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Angela, <laughs> so, Samantha. Let me uh, let me change it away from writing because I, I feel that you've shit on my dreams enough. I, you oh, can talk if you talk, tell me I why you like it. Is like, cool. I, I, okay, so like I said, I think you guys are going. You're trying to get way too much out of the book. I really think that you're you. A likable character is not too much to ask. But no, like not like I think Dave is a likable character. Uh, okay. He's trying to do something good. Yeah. He, he was until no, halfway through the book, and then he changes no, his motivation. He's still trying to do something good and failing. He's scared until the point when he's in the fucking chair and uh, 
oh my god, what the fuck? A big daddy. Yeah, big daddy yeah, gets yeah. shot in the back of the head. Then he realizes that he needs to act on this situation, at which point he evolves to be somewhat along the lines of what he... It's like a mix between of what he was originally, trying to keep his ethics intact, and what Hit Girl is, which is doing what needs to be done. You've got two extremes. You've got the original Kick-Ass, and you've got Hit Girl. Hit Girl will mm. murder anything that needs to you know, be taken care of. That is her solution for every single problem. Things that don't. I it, was surprised kick, she didn't kill the kids at the end. Anyway. Huh. Kick-Ass, you know, he wants the, you know, to be the superhero, but he doesn't want to kill people to do it. Mm. Yeah. At the end of the book, when you know, Big Daddy gets killed, is when he realizes that his solution is non-acceptable. Neither is Hit Girl, so he finds a safe middle ground where, yeah, he'll kill someone if he absolutely needs to. But he's not going to do it in a malicious way. Okay. I think the story is solid. Like the the concept is solid. I I just think the execution is mediocre. Well, I, I, and I agree, right? I like I love the idea of the book, which is why I like the movie so much. Mm. Because I think the movie like improves on all of these problems that I have. Now, I, the place where I think the movie goes uh, goes awry is in the way it ends. Um, the how does it end? The, you know, I can't decide. The jetpack is terrible. I can't decide whether it's the jetpack or the rocket launcher. Like <laughs> he has a jetpack and a rocket launcher. Yeah, he's got no. He's got a jetpack. It's the, it's the worst part guns. of the movie. Um, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's how he. I thought the, the flamethrower can was great. Can Hit Girl like ride a magical unicorn that shoots lasers? Okay, and well, is okay. So this the spikes? story. The story is Hit Girl for her birthday. She gets the jetpack, so that's what she wants. And so she gets the jetpack. And when they're raiding the gangster boss at the very end, mm-hmm. um, she's inside killing people. Yeah, he's outside with with the jetpack, like firing at them. Jetpack minigun. Um, jetpack yeah. with the miniguns. Wow. Um. So the jetpack part, ammo weighs a lot. That's kind of Deus Ex oh. jetpack in a. <laughs> they they foreshadow it well enough. Brian wrote that, right? They, uh, yes. They yeah. they foreshadow it well enough in the movie. I'm not. Uh, I so I'm I've got two. I'm, there's two problems that I have with it. Um, the the jetpack I could probably deal with by itself, and the rocket launcher I could deal with by itself, <laughs> but. Um, the <laughs> you got shit in my poop. <laughs> I got poop in your shit. Mash them together, and what do you get? Spectacular. <laughs> um, the the biggest problem that I have overall at the end was that um that was that Hit Girl wasn't the one to kill the mobster. Um, in the movie, mm. in the comic book, she is, and yeah. I think I thought that was a hugely important character moment for her yeah, she, she's, in the comic book. That is her moment. She's um, bent on revenge. She should get it. I I I didn't I wouldn't have minded, like in the comic book, I wouldn't have minded had uh Kick Ass had a significant role in in actually fighting the guy. If it had mm-hmm. been the two of them fighting him and then she gets the killing blow mm-hmm. in the movie, that would have been fine. But the fact that um she is basically incapacitated uh and and hit and kick ass saves her saves her life basically. Yeah, yeah. I I actually it's, really didn't like that. I mean, it's a, I, it's a movie ending. Yeah, and it's, it's you mean one that takes away the agency of the female character. That's that's exactly where I was <laughs> well, going with it. Yeah, it's yeah. like exactly and well and redeems the main character. He has to be the hero in the end, you know, because he's the main character. Everything revolves around him. And I think so there was another way to make him to a save, hero, though. He has to save the day. Yeah. And that's what he did. And here's the funny thing with this is because I watched the movie first. 
I watched the movie and I was like, okay, it's it's got all the Kick-Ass stuff. I only had read, read the first two or three issues of Kick-Ass. So I knew how it began. He, yeah, okay, I'm a superhero. He goes out, gets his ass kicked. And then I didn't know anything about Big Daddy or Hit Girl. When when the story was going along, everything was falling along the, the movie tropes, right? So Big Daddy, he had some revenge to go against this this evil syndicate, and he was raising his little girl to be like that. And and everything ended up as it should in the end. They, the guy saves the girl. He uses his Gatling gun jetpack to kill everybody. Like All do. the bad guys are dead. He gets the girl in the end, and everybody walks off. Sort of. <laughs> it was more of an alley. <laughs> yeah. And everybody kind of oh walks off into the sunset. So then I read, I read the book because it's like, oh, it's amazing. So I, okay, finally, I should read the book. And it's one of those things where um, everything that I was expecting to happen didn't happen. Yeah. Okay, it was it was like watching uh, Game of Thrones and then reading the book and Ned Stark not dying. Yeah, there's a spoiler for you. But, <laughs> um, but, but um, yeah, so Big Daddy wasn't a redeeming character. He was just a comic book geek that just was yeah. way over his head. Um, Hit Girl was the same psycho. Um, every time Kick-Ass, when Kick-Ass tried to get the girl, he didn't get the girl in the end. She was like, okay, something that would usually happen in the movie is like, hey, I played a gay guy to get close to you, but you still like me, right? It's like, no, that didn't happen. Um, so everything that should have happened in movie style in the book didn't. And that was one of the things that was kind of refreshing. Refreshing. Exactly. It mm. was refreshing. The one thing that I kind of took from this, though, was this is once again Millar saying, hey, you comic book fans, you read my bullshit, and I'm shitting all over you at the same time. Because yeah. every time every time Kick-Ass tries to go out there and be the superhero, he gets his ass kicked. Oh, hey, I'll save this guy. He gets stabbed. And, oh, I'll save this guy. You know, I'll get beat up. And, and that's I don't, see, I don't see it as refreshing. I see it as fucking annoying. Because, I, yeah, he plays with tropes and makes sure they don't happen. But in doing so, he forgets why those tropes exist in the first place and what makes them interesting for people who are interested yeah. in the storyline. So, I mean, like a couple issues Millar, of though. a couple issues of Kick Ass Two have come out, and while in the first book he doesn't, you know, follow the tropes as you said, I mean, there is an over arc that you need to have stuff that you can't conveniently wrap up in a movie, <laughs> like. I, I'm really I, worried for what if they do a Kick-Ass two movie. I don't think there's anything in the movie that they can't they can't adjust nah. because all of the same characters are alive and all of the same characters have basically f- the basically found the same like um, found the same path in the movie as they did in the comic book. The only exception being the fact that Kick-Ass got the girl instead of losing her. Yeah. Like mm. everybody okay. else ends the exact yeah. same way. Okay. And, and that's um, one last thing. One last thing that I'm going to bring up as a difference between the movie and the, and the comic book that I think was, was very important was the way that hit uh, the way that big daddy dies and specifically the timing of his death in each story um, in the comic book hit girl gets shot, goes out the window like, a minute or two later, there's the conversation with you know Dave. The Dave and Dave and the mobsters. They shoot Big Daddy. Bam, he's dead before Hit Girl comes back. But Dave, mm-hmm. so Dave was the witness. Dave witnessed it back. happen. Yeah, she comes back and saves his ass. Yes. In the movie, they you know they light him on fire and he's he's there and that happens while she is trying to save them mm. and. There's a moment that she gets to have a moment with him before he dies, right? Where she, 
he like talks about how proud he is of her and then she's got this just fucking awesome moment where he like she like puts the thing over his head after he dies and he's like you know sleep tight daddy and that set up her path for the end of the movie so much better it seemed yeah. abrupt in the comic book yeah right i wanted her to have much more of a reaction to her father dying more than like i need a hug like I'm going to react somehow. I wasn't sure how she was going to react, yeah. but I figure like, even if she's a sociopath, she has a total logic to her life. And that logic has just been blown out of the water. Not uh-huh. only is the most important person in her life died, but the most important person in her life has been lying to her the entire time. Yep. And Why can't I remember what Hit Girl's name is? Uh, Mindy. 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 Mindy McCready. I always want to say Mandy. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, so Mindy, I think, in the book, dies at that point. There is only Hit Girl left. Hmm. I wish that had been shown better like, because that makes what? sense. We call it like the, the, the Batman window. Bruce Wayne thing. No, that's but that's my problem, right? If that's if that's the case, the end of the book makes no sense because she's supposed because to go she, back to being Mindy. She specifically makes the choice to go back to Mindy at the end of the book. She's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go be normal. But when you get into the second book, is when like she's trying to like I think so. She's in shock. Her dad just died. She's like, I want to go back to a normal life. I think in the second book, she realizes that she cannot do that anymore. No, and and that Shit arc that back. arc works either way. Like bringing her back to the hit girl thing in in a kick ass two, like using the movie universe, will can still work that way. However, I don't think like as much as he may have wanted to write a sequel when this was written, I can't believe that he had it like that. It was like. Already planned no. when he no, first it was, it was started from the get go. Oh yeah. Okay. On, no, like I, like in like the single and the floppies in the back. You know, he was like, gonna be doing this for a bit. Okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just um, this arc that doesn't play to me. Like okay, as a single as a single arc. Yes. Moving forward, okay, I can see that, but I can also see it happening with the with the way the movie worked. So one thing that I, I want to get your guys' opinions on, because I'm curious, is the opening scene where uh, the Armenian, the crazy Armenian yeah. guy dies. Mm-hmm. Is that the red guy? The, the guy with the, the wings. Guy. Wings the engage. Wings Emmanuel. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does that happen during this book? Does that happen after this book? Does that happen at some point in the far future? Well, during, because the, it, the setup is right at the end. Copy. Yep. Doesn't... So, it, I doesn't it really say thought that was kind of a earlier? lovely thing. No, it it doesn't say. But at the end, it says, it's it says, "Hey, I started a whole fad." Okay, right. People yeah. So that. But, but follow me through on this, okay? okay. So it happened after then. So that's that's what I want to know. Yes. That the artwork for that looks like a much older Dave. Would you agree with that? So what the artwork? Look at the, ar- the beginning yeah. or the end. No. Okay. So the you've got the Armenian guy. Who? Then you've got uh, Dave. We don't. Do we see no, no, no. Dave? Ever? Dave, Dave in comes there. in right there. But okay. that point is in the later in, later in the book. Yeah, that's yeah. the same. Yes, yeah. that okay. is the same point where he's getting his nuts so, fried yeah. um, by the mobsters. Follow me through this, okay? Yeah. So this happens mm-hmm. after the Armenian guy dies, right? No, before. Simultaneously, maybe. No, okay. it happens before. So then you flip to the end of the book. Yeah. Um, and you'll see the Armenian guy after he got electrocuted. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Exactly. That is weird timing. Be- because that's a little unclear as a frame no. story. Not well, okay. Really so, frame story, so okay. There, there's another thing where the the yeah. movie so, movie is less confusing. Yeah. Because I mean, 
because they just they skip that whole page right like they're just like they go straight to him in high school and they say six months earlier right right so here here's my thing i don't know if he was planning it this way or not but you've got you know the the superhero that it shows who looks a lot like the guy who jumps off the the building going up the elevator mm-hmm you never it really never states that you know that's the same guy oh it was totally the same guy yeah it's, yeah it's that's the same guy that i i don't mean to be an asshole man but that's a big stretch well i'm just saying like that's it's it's guy. clearly the same guy he's got the same helmet he's got the same visor yeah the same ineffective wings but if he's you know super crazy and he sees you know hawk guy or whatever that guy's name is and he's like i'm gonna be a superhero too and he kills himself no. It's, okay. Yeah, so no. this is this is just kind of like the the preface to the story where hey, this is what superheroes do. They want to be they want to be realer than real life and super and this is what happens. You get smashed. And this is my life. I I know because I tried to be a superhero and I got electrodes tied to my testicles and fried. And if you want when it starts off, I'm just a kid in school and that's how it goes. Yeah, if you want my opinion, I think it's just bad construction on Millar's part. It's, it's just, it's just setting just, everything up. It was just well, not a. It's just not but, well thought out you know as far I as didn't like think about spelling the out the timing. The, the no. timing is what really I like. Yeah, and I think it's so just. I've had a bunch of people who else have read this and was like, you know, that's they think. Okay, so obviously, unfortunately, Kickass gets electrodes tied to his nuts more than once because they see that you know being. I didn't. And I, I, didn't I don't think. I don't think it's no, more than once. It's, I it's think the same, it's the same guys. I think that. I think this page is where we think it is. This is the same, the okay, mobsters so frying his nuts. I just think that Millar fucked everything up. What about okay. the, like, you cost us money line? What was that about? Did that happen again later? Because... I don't think that's the same scene. I feel like that's awfully yeah. obnoxious yeah, of Millar if it's not the same scene. Yeah, that's... But there's some evidence that goes both ways. Well, Oh, so what are you guys talking about? So that, when what, you cost us money, He's, yeah, yeah, they're Did talking they about the again? mafia, the mafia guys. I don't think they. Well, let's go back. I think he's just setting everything up. Where I don't, hey, you just because because the mafia guys. Well, think, and I guess he's like, think oh, that Kickass is with Big Daddy. Here it is. And Hit okay, does it, he's sitting in the chair, and the the narration says, "Pardon me if I skip to what came next, but I'm pretty sure we touched on this earlier." Okay, yeah. okay, cool. So it is the same scene. Okay, yeah. Whew. But I think this. But then how how would he know at the beginning that the Armenian guy was going to die? Because that or is this, like, or is this, okay, maybe what if the, the Armenian guy is? Yeah. It's, what if like the sto- the story is actually told from the viewpoint of? Well, no, it's just it bad. It's just bad construction. No, it's good. Just chalk it's it up to good. bad construction. No, it's a good so this, book. Is, this is the thing. He's setting the whole story up. Hey, through the storyline, I'm going to tell you guys are going to try to be superheroes. It's a partial rewind. Okay. Like he goes okay. here. Then he goes to the nut frying. Then he goes all the way back to the beginning. Fight club. Flashback within a flashback. Sure. Sure. So he's, he's setting everything up. He's like, hey, guys are going to be superheroes. They're going to try to fly and do all these super things. But you know what? All, it's gonna, all you're going to end up doing is failing. You're going to yeah. gonna crash and burn. You're going to get electrodes to your testicles. Your dad's going to get killed. I do, love the, opening of, I do <laughs> love the opening of the movie. Yeah. It's so good. I... I, I the movie, I think, first of all, the casting in the movie is fucking spot Nick, on. Nicholas Cage was an excellent, excellent. He's he's it's for Big Daddy. probably oh. one of the best roles I've seen him I, in. I'm I not. Dare, and I'm not. You know what, that's not. I dare say that he ironic. actually acted in that. Yeah. What? Because you know, while when he does the voice while he's while he's in the costume. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you think about it, right? So um, Dave is he's he's aping 
the superheroes of nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, who are eunuch man or whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, Big Daddy man. is, you know, 30 years older. And what did he have as reference material? Like Batman mm-hmm. and mm. stuff like that, who talked differently when they wore the mask than when they didn't. <laughs> so like, like Christian fucking Bale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I'm Batman. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm <clears throat> I'm Batman. <clears throat> Yeah, on the Batman. But <laughs> uh, so I think this this follows pretty much Millar's mo for all his. <laughs> <laughs> That's Aquaman. <laughs> all of his things. dialogue is like. That. But it, it follows Millar's mo because with like Nemesis, like hey, we'll have Batman, but he's a bad guy. But he's an asshole. Oh, let's go wanted. Oh, and you know what? All of his enemies are assholes, and and wanted. Yeah, they're assholes. Yeah, and everybody else is assholes, and. Yeah. Uh, Solid gold asshole. So that's could, all I have to say. Yeah. In, in civil just, war, in in civil war, we'll have Captain America, who's supposed to stand for America, but America is against him. So he always takes these stoves like well, the movie, like, uh, like the Red tropes. Sun. Didn't he do? Did yes, he, do he the was Superman, Superman. Superman, but he was a communist. He's not mis- America Superman. I just, yeah, I heard he was too. So it's pretty much the same with this. Where hey, we have this guy who's going to try to be a huge superhero, but he's going to fail at everything. All these movie tropes that you know worked well for the movie. Did not. That's what yeah. he wanted to go for in the book, and you know that's that's what he does. I still don't. I I just like the book. I don't like it. I don't like anything about it. I just I. Do you like the art? I liked it better. It's John Romita Jr. I can't I can't fault John Romita Jr. Except for the f- way he portrays Hit Girl. It's like I to draw children, make them super skinny, and give them a giant head. That's. Which, okay, it's stylized, whatever. Okay. I, can't, I can't really fault. John Romita Jr. is old school, and I like his art yeah. style, and I'm not going to really... And that's the one thing that blows me away, is that Romita Jr. had this whole entire time where he's in the Marvel wheelhouse, right? And he's drawing for Marvel. He's doing all these nice things. God, There's some no... phenomenal Daredevil stuff. Yeah, but was there any killing, like oh, eyeballs yeah. flying all over the place? Um yeah, no. 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 Not in a standard Marvel Beheading book. Because, back when, he was, like that. because back when he was doing the Marvel the books, code. it still would have yeah. been the comics code. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I equate this as this is kind of like seeing Walt Disney do a snuff film. You know? I was like, <laughs> what? No, because, he, because wow. he usually is the iconic. Oh, God. I was going to say it. The iconic drawer. For for Marvel for Marvel guys, right? And this is the one time where he gets to let loose and heads get flown. Fair. Yeah, it's it's and it's pretty good. Um I, I, I like his artwork. I can't really fault it, uh with a few minor exceptions. But um anyway, I just I'm not I don't like it, and I'm and there's nothing nothing you can say to change my mind. I'd I've read it three times now and I still don't like I'd it. I'd say I'm it's worth not reading. Gonna, oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I I'd say go watch the I, movie. I, I would, I would read this, not watch the movie. Really? I'm the anti-Luke. Huh. Yes, you're, you're I, not the anti-Luke oh, because the, you still don't like the book. No, I the book. I I like the book. I, I mean, you, okay, okay. The Millar the, and see, this is the thing. I'm conflicted. You just hate Millar. I liked what Millar did. I yes, that's true. That's just to hate for Joel hates, hates him some Millar. I do. I do hate some Millar. Makes you feel he's a cool exec with the heart of steel. As Iron Man, all jets of place, he's fighting and slight with the culture race. A blazing armor. Yes, Iron Man. A blazing armor. 
So uh, if you if you want to buy this book, uh, you can get it in. Don't bother with the single issues; they're too expensive, especially now that the movie's out. Um, you can get a soft cover trade for nineteen ninety nine, hardcover trade for twenty five bucks. bucks. You can probably actually get that cheaper most places. Like I like I said, I don't remember where I bought this, but I know that I I got the hardcover trade for stupid cheap. Yeah, I got it when for the like movie came out, it just got bucks flooded. or something like that. Yeah, wow. so there's there's a shitload of them out there if you want to buy it. Um, I'm not going to recommend it, but um, for the next show, uh, Andy and Joel are bailing on us. So wow. work is work. Yeah, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys can go to hell. And uh, so, in because of that, Anne and I are going to take an opportunity to do something that Andy won't read. Yeah, and we're going to review Sandman, uh, book four. Douche. So, <laughs> <laughs> douche. When I'm just waiting for you to, you know, leave the state and then. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll be doing Sandman book four. Um, and, uh, did you guys have anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up the show? Douche. Yeah. (laughs) Sup. Some good douche. Swag. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay. So you can, uh, rate us on iTunes. It helps us get more listeners. Uh, we're, we're a new show, so it would help us out a lot if you could, uh, go on there and give us a review. Um, you can review us on Zoom. We should be up there by now, so go ahead and uh, check out social.zoom.net and search for the show and give us a review. Uh, you can follow us all on Twitter. Uh, uh, the main show feed is at Trade Secrets Pod. I am at Geek Elite. Andy is at Mathtastrophy. Uh, I am M-A-T-H-T-R-O-P-H-Y. not going to try and spell it. Yeah, you go ahead and spell it, fuckwad. I'm not going to try. Um, well, no, I can't spell it. F-U-C-K-W-A-D. Mathtastrophy. Well done. So... <laughs> Uh, Joel is at Superfly spelled weird Anne is at Anne Bean Tweets that's easy uh, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash trade secrets podcast and uh, if you want to be a part of the show uh, you can send us emails and you can uh, uh, why did I blank on that you can send emails to trade secrets at geekerific.com and by the way we have a winner to our contest Yay. Holy shizzle snap. Many have oh entered. Oh my god. One has won. Snicker Furfoot, you Woo! are the winner. And Woo! what does he win? He wins a package with a bunch of fucking trade paperbacks. Um I, I don't I can't I can't remember all of what we did. It's, it's like static. it's fucking everything we've done so far. Yeah. Um so what six gun, six gun locking do we don't do six gun locking key unwritten. Uh Last Days of American Crime, Kick-Ass, and Another some other book that I can't fucking remember because it must not be that important. Anyway, Snicker, congratulations. You have won the contest for episode six. We will be sending you... Unwritten. Uh, we, we, made, we mentioned that. Um, so Chew. Yep. Chew. That's, Chew. that's it. Uh, yes. uh, we will be sending you your books as soon as you send me your address. So email, email me at the show feed, tradesecretsgeekgraphic.com, and we will, uh, we will mail you your books. Uh, this has been episode six. We will move on to episode seven, a fireside chat with Ann and I on the... The, <laughs> the shittiest of shittiest. <sighs> uh hey, Besides, the, if we're really doing a fireside chat, we need to do Fear Itself, because that will be all thematic. <laughs> and, uh, you guys are going to hate jokes it. Jokes about presidents. Sandman? Yeah. Uh, okay. Have we had conversations ever? I'm, I'm projecting <laughs> my my rage towards Neil Gaiman on you guys. I really I, what? I really really hope 
though I just hope I just hope that nothing happens to this episode because this is a good discussion. Finally, we disagree on something. A good discussion about I, kick ass, yeah. and I don't want people to have to wait like a year to fucking hear this show. So. Uh. I'm I'm really hoping something you know that everything goes well. I just equipment. stay good. Yeah, yeah. You right. know, I it's technology can fuck people over sometimes, That's and me knocking on wood. It could drop into some kind of fucking space time rift continuum. That's, something I don't know. It's, it, could it could be retconned or something. Multi mix eight. No.